Creativity is experimenting, growing, taking risks, breaking rules, making mistakes, and having fun. Mary Lou Cook On today's episode of Brewing Up Creativity, we have Danielle Doan, the founder of Paradise Artistry. Her brand was established a year ago, and she is still working to become one of the top leading brands in the beauty industry for eyelash extensions. She did a career change after she graduated her undergraduate studies last year, and ever since then, she has never turned back. She's building her business because she loves it. The fact that she can wake up and love what she does every day is the ultimate paradise that she wants to live. Her business has changed her life in such a positive way, and she can't wait to share it with all of you. She lives her life on her own terms, and she is working on building her own freedom. Hi, Danielle. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing so good. I just want to thank you for coming on with me for this episode. No, thank you so much for inviting me. I am super excited for this. This is actually my first podcast. I just wanted to briefly introduce you first, and then we will jump right in with all the juicy questions that I have for you. Awesome. So Danielle is the founder of Paradise Artistry and is working her way to becoming one of the top leading brands in the beauty industry for eyelash extensions. But one thing that I've always admired about Danielle is that she built her business out of passion and to also make her reality a paradise, which um, I caught on with the naming of your brand. So that's totally <laughs> So the first question I do have for you is, so what's your story and how did this lead you into creating your lash business? Wow. So this is actually one of my favorite questions. It's definitely one of the hardest and most valuable moment of my life. I was um, in my final year at McMaster University studying political science and economics. This actually just happened last year. I was an aspiring lawyer. I worked in a law firm for 12 months during my full-time undergraduate studies. Um, I knew law school was going to be very expensive. So how I got introduced into lash extensions is my friend, she's an esthetician and she was lashing from home and I was actually helping her with her social media and marketing platform. And then I thought to myself, you know what, this is something that I might want to do on the side and kind of help me with funding. So I got certified and I went to, I was actually also a full-time server at that time. So I was doing so much, as much as I can. I clocked in about 80 to 85 hours a week, doing three jobs and studying full-time. And I came up with lots of money for the school and I saved up as much as I can. And I realized that I was just, it was just insane. Like a same year last year, working at the law firm made me realize like, this is the role that I'm going to take on in my future. And it just wasn't for me. It was amazing job. Um, just wasn't for me, but I felt a lot of guilt inside just because you went through so much studying and all of this, but it brought me to the career that I really love. And what led me to the final decision was my life completely changed when I went to my graduation trip with my girlfriends in Greece last year. So when I was over there, I had a lot of time to reflect. I wake up early in the mornings and I was able to reflect everything on my life. And it was just amazing. Like so much has come to my mind when I was on that trip. I felt at peace and I, I asked myself, like, what is making me unhappy right now? And when I came back from that trip, everything changed. That entire summer last year, I worked on myself. I decided to, uh, I did accept the offer to law school, but I declined it after. And I, from then on, I just built 
my business. I love that. And obviously, we've spoken about this because I obviously get my lashes done through you. Mm -hmm. And I think your story is one of my favorites because it's really relatable. Because I feel like a lot of people go to school and they think that their degree is going to lead them in this to, into this career that they saw themselves pursuing. Yes. And it just doesn't go that way. And I, I think our plans don't really often go as planned. I mean, a lot of people, like I had a degree in art history and then I ended up taking a completely different route. And I thought I was going to be like this curator for like an art gallery. And then I just realized I hated research, right? Yeah. So I, I love how real that is and how you know, you had this huge plan to be like this big time lawyer and you had already started getting experience in the field and you actually decided, and I think that's a really hard decision to make is that, well, first of all, you had a beautiful trip to Greece and then you kind of realized you weren't that happy. And then you took a step back and you really thought deep about things. And even though you had completed a, you know, a degree, you got your experience, you completely switched up. And I think that's one of the scariest things possible for anybody is just completely switching up on their whole life plan. Oh, yes. Actually, now that, now that we're on that topic, like, how do you recommend dealing with fear? <laughs> um, honestly, um, it was such a, that's why I said it was like such a hard time for me. I think like, like you p went through the same thing. We were, you know, like we were pursuing this whole career and we went through so much studying. A lot of people know that, you know, you take a lot of time when you're studying, uh, taking all that time. It, you definitely did feel guilt. And that's the thing. Like I did feel guilt after because I worked really hard to find a position in a law firm at that time. And it's really hard to get a job in a law firm as an undergraduate st like student. So for me, it was more, I felt guilty to give something up that I worked so hard for. But in the end, I said to myself, you should be so proud of yourself, of all the accomplishment that you went through, you know, like, it's just an amazing experience that you went through that it kind I kind of shifted my, uh, my thought to like the fact that you could do that. You can make it so big in something that you love doing. That's the thing. It's like, yes. And you just have to focus on what makes you happy. Right. And that you can see yourself doing long-term. And that's so cliche to say, cause like a lot of people say that wake up and be happy with your work, but that's real. Like you need to be happy with that. You want to wake up and you want to be proud that of the person who you are and what you're doing in life. And it makes you happy at that time or like long-term as well. So I, I, the way I dealt with it was really it was a difficult time, but it was more about self-help, like basically talking to yourself constantly because, you know, there's this quote, it's, it really speaks to me every time when I think about my past. It's like, out of all the things and all the people that you listen to, the most important person is you. So make sure you're saying the right things to yourself. Never talk down to yourself. Always understand why you feel a certain way. And Listen to your heart, honestly. Listen to that voice inside of you. That's what got me to this position today. I love that. Gut instincts always follow the gut. <laughs> <laughs> always follow that gut. <laughs> it sounds so funny, but it's so true. Cause like I actually am, you know, I still ignore my gut instincts sometimes just because it's, I think it's when my gut tells me something that I don't want to hear or I don't really want to acknowledge. That's really difficult for me to follow through when mm -hmm. realistically deep down, I know I should, but it's super difficult. But one thing that I feel like I want to take away from that piece of advice that you just said was actually 
the portion where you said you were able to acknowledge the fact that if you were able to put in all of this time and effort into something that you thought you were passionate about, but you realized, you know, there might, there might be something else. Imagine how much love and how much you could do actually pursuing something that you loved if that's how well you could have done in a subject or a career exactly that you didn't even want to pursue in the end yes that was really key I loved that yes and I think a lot of people go through that you know like after they finish their undergraduate studies uh they start to question if this is what they want from my experience and it's okay to change and we are scared of change just as human beings, we are afraid when something is not comfortable and it's natural. So that's definitely like, like you said, listen to your gut, listen to your instinct. It's very important to listen to what you're feeling because it's telling you something and you have to listen to it. I love that. Yeah, 100%. And I'm still learning that. And I feel like us as humans, we're constantly learning that and dealing with change. Like I feel like there's at least one thing in a year that pops up in your life and it's this drastic change that you just weren't expecting or something pops up and then you just got to deal with it. And it's the way you deal with things and the way you look at it in your perspective and your outlook that ultimately kind of allows you to change your life. And I, I love that. And what also I loved about your business and just how you stand out against other lash artists is the fact that you offer creative services outside of it. Mm -hmm. So you offer services like photography training, and obviously you offer lash training as well. But I really wanted to dive deep into your creative process because you have such a positive outlook on business in general, that seeing you kind of dive into these subjects that are creative, yet kind of girl boss like, yeah, (laughs) I really wanted to ask you, like, what inspired you to add you know, a photography training service to your list? Oh, well, so when I first got introduced to lashes, um, my friend was an esthetician and she was, she needed help with uh, social media and marketing. And I just love that side of digital designing. Like I, I, it's kind of like a thing that I did on the side. I just love doing it. Like I love creating like, um, posters and stuff like that, uh, working with Canva and all these other platforms, uh, social media creating platforms. And I kind of like, it kind of came along with my business because I, you know, being in any business, you have to showcase your work and your services, your supplies, your day-to-day sale pitch and how you're going to market yourself is through knowing your ideal clients and what they want to see. So I find photography is very, very important to any business. And it's so important to know your angles in the lash industry. It's, it's so important to know to take good photos and how to market yourself, how to stand out, like you said, compared to everybody else, showcase your branding. So I fell in love with that, the idea and my clients too. My clients are the main reason why I fell in love with photography. All my clients are so confident after their lash, like their lash service. And it makes me want to just jump into a photo shoot with them. And I love that. And I realized that, you know, with me, I had this difficulty in the beginning of my business. I didn't know the right angles. I didn't know how to edit. I didn't know how to do all these stuff because now you're turning your masterpiece. And how do you going to, how are you going to advertise that when, you know, like, make it turn it into like real life and like kind of advertise it to people to see that that's like your masterpiece and it literally is through photography and i 
had that difficulty in the beginning and I learned it and I would love to train somebody who had difficulties in that in their career in the lash industry or any business actually. So I'm, my training is actually open to all businesses and uh, I do go through like a consultation with them of what is important to them. Like, is it because uh, they're having difficulties in editing? Cause editing is a whole different, you know how editing is. <laughs> editing is a whole new world. Yeah. Whole new world there. And you know, like lots, lots of people kind of get over, over editing. Like they get, they get too deep into it that it starts looking fake. You know, so I try, especially with lashes, it's like you're working on a person's portrait, right? A person, a real person. So you have to do your best to not make them look fake. And it's really difficult to do that if you don't know, have the right tools. So yeah. And I, I, I love to share that because I grew a passion in it and I know it is a lot of people's weaknesses and in any business, it's very important to showcase your work. And now Social media is one of the biggest platforms to do that, right? Especially Instagram. Instagram, you're making money through Instagram now. And, you know, you're getting your clients through Instagram. So I think it's just very important to have that aspect uh, for your business. You're so good at capturing and not even capturing, just kind of mixing the essence of the business world and the creative world and kind of portraying it in like a really intelligent way. Because not only are you capturing you know, you're obviously seeking your ideal clientele. You're using Instagram as an amazing platform. You're using really good design platforms like Canva that help you out to kind of plan the way things go. And then you're also thinking about, okay, so then how can I make this beautiful? Like, how can I make women feel confident? And how can I show my talents within the lash industry and mix these together? And that's your selling point, right? Because like your photography actually is a lot better than other lash artists. And so you're able to actually sell the fact that you're really talented through that. So you're really good at using both of those. It's like a yin yang. So like yes. you're really good at using <laughs> yeah, you're really good at using both of those to your advantage. And I love that. Thank you. I was just gonna ask actually, so what um photography editing platforms like do you use? Like what what app is it an app or what do you use? Like what do you recommend? My favorite is so I did start out with Canva, but then I got really uh, into Over and Lightroom. Facetune, I used to Facetune for little things, like very tiny little uh, little stuff. Um, but my biggest thing is Lightroom and uh, Over. I'm addicted to those two apps. I actually want to dive into Adobe, but that's a whole new <laughs> ball game. <laughs> you know what? Like you pretty much are working with like a Lightroom on your phone. is just kind of like, obviously, unless you're paying, I have no clue. I don't have it on my phone, mm -hmm. but you're pretty much working with Adobe because Lightroom is from Adobe. But once you actually download the programs, it is a whole new world. Like, <laughs> Oh, I know. There's a lot of platforms on there. Yeah. 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 And you get stuck in it, especially with Adobe. Like they have everything. Um, but like the fact that you're even using Lightroom and I've never even heard of over. So I need to go check that out for myself. Yes, it's it's amazing. It's uh, over app. It has a lot of um, you can create so much. So it's basically kind of like Canva. They don't give you they don't give you a lot of templates like Canva does. But over it just I when I'm on that app, it makes me it gives me so much options to create things a certain way and add things and merge photos. It's just a lot easier for me, maybe because I'm used to it. But over it's like layering. So it's like you you could post up a photo. And then you want to layer a font over on top. It's like layering another font. And it kind of just 
you, you will find yourself creating these amazing post pictures because you're layering ideas and merging them together. So it becomes your own masterpiece that you just created from using other photos. So it's really, it's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> You're even dabbling into graphic design. There you go. <laughs> like I that. know. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm going to have to check that out then. I hadn't even heard of that. So thank you for that suggestion. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's a really good one. I'm going to check that out for sure. I wanted to ask you. So then obviously you are leading a pretty creative lifestyle. So what are your thoughts on leading a creative lifestyle through the lash industry? Well, so, you know, being creative and showing quality is like something that I need to do in my industry. So like I, your branding, right? Like you're, everyone has such a different branding behind their business. And you can kind of see that through by looking at people's pages, especially you, you, you are a graphic designer. You see that and you work with so many people. It, it just, I love that. I love that you can create so many things. And I, one of the biggest things that I focus on is quality, that you can see quality through my pictures. It's one of the biggest things that I've been taught throughout my lash career. I, I act like I've been in it for years, <laughs> but I haven't. It's only been a year, but like, that's what I love about this industry. It brought my creative side to it. And you know, when I was in, when I was studying undergrad, I didn't get to do that. My creative side came through my writing. So it was a lot of essay writings and stuff like that. Whereas this lash industry, it's more the beauty side of it. And I, I loved it. And, you know, lashes is so, it's so weird because I'm talking about lashes as it's like such an amazing thing. And it is, it is, it's such a beautiful thing too. Giving that confidence to women is, it gave me confidence. I don't wear makeup. So it's, it's just like being able to wake up and feel that you don't have to do anything and you go to bed the same way, you just wash your face. It's just that idea of being able to do that. It just brings more natural beauty within yourself and confidence because it creates this, not illusion, but you just, you know, you feel that you don't need that anymore. You don't need the makeup. You don't need to put this foundation on or, you know, it more so leads you to being more creative with your skincare routine. And I love that. It, it brings out more natural beauty in people. And that's my, my biggest thing when it comes to my business that I hope my, my business shows that, you know, that creative side of it, that you can focus more on your skincare and be more naturally beautiful and quality work. That's one of the biggest things. It does, <laughs> 100%. And I remember when I came to you for the... So I actually got my lashes done, for anyone listening, for the first time <laughs> about like a month ago, not even. And I went to Danielle because obviously like her work, I really wanted something natural because like she just said, like she loves bringing out natural beauty. And I wanted something natural. I felt like during COVID, I just... Because I don't wear makeup, I was falling into this rut of not wanting to take care of myself and not, and I was waking up, you know, and I would just get started on work right away. And I didn't care to do anything for myself because who's going to see me unless it's my clients and we're doing a virtual meeting. But, you know, I was probably covering up my face with my glasses. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> when I went to get my lashes done for the first time, I remember as soon as we were done, I looked in the mirror and this is going to sound so dramatic, but I'm, I don't even care. But honestly, I, my confidence went from zero to 100 and what actually changed for me that week, that was one of the first times I was actually able to just jump on Instagram and present my face and speak to my followers and speak to friends and clients 
and I hadn't done that before, to be honest. And yeah, like I, I had never jumped on camera and just started speaking and talking about. And that makes me so happy, honestly. Yeah. And I felt, and then I realized, and I kind of sat there and I was like, you know what? And then I kind of, obviously I did a little shout out, but I, I realized I was super confident because I, I woke up and I didn't feel like I had to do anything. I didn't feel like I needed to do this whole skincare regime. Well, you know, I did, but I mean, I didn't have to put on foundation or anything. I didn't need to cover up anything because in that moment I felt like, I don't know, eyes speak volumes and Mm. people are looking at your eyes first. So just by having those lashes, it allows you just to feel like so confident, beautiful. And it's so, yeah, confident. And it sounds dramatic, but like, honestly, when I first looked in the mirror, I was like, wow, this is like life-changing. Like, I think I'm gonna be addicted to this. (laughs) (laughs) It is addicting. That's the thing. It's so addicting. And it it sucks because like, you know, our natural lash growth, right. It just naturally just sheds. Yeah. So it, it sucks that I wish it was like, on us forever <laughs> right I wish yeah, that- I wish I wish there was a way but there is no way it just doesn't make sense I've thought about it enough times I got like a little bit innovative a little bit but I was just like you know what there's no way <laughs> there's no way but you know as of right now but you never know for the future right oh, that's true I don't know this world is crazy and I love it like it's people are creating things all the time and um I just I love that you know, there's creative minds out there and it can lead to any possibilities in this world. I honestly can imagine that. Yeah. You're such a positive person. I love it. Every time we, I speak to you, I'm like, wow, this girl has such an <laughs> interesting perspective on life. And I feel like <laughs> you were kind of like a breath of fresh air amidst COVID because I think you were one of the first people aside from my friends that I saw after stage two and everything like that. And I was like, wow, this girl actually has like a, an amazing perspective on life. And you lead such a positive lifestyle because I see your posts. You go for daily morning walks. You have all these tips that I feel like a lot of people should know about and should add to their routines. So I wanted to ask you, because you're all about leading a positive lifestyle and being your own girl boss, like what are some of your tips on staying positive while running your own business? Yeah. So I, you know, we we're going through such a crazy time of our lives right now, like during COVID and stuff like that. I know, I know businesses, uh, it's really hard right now for a lot of businesses. I know a lot that closed down, including myself. I closed down my studio to move into another place. It's such a difficult time. And, you know, running your own business is very difficult as it is. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Right. So being an entrepreneur, I always tell myself being an entrepreneur is a choice. We have to remember that everything is a choice. So if you constantly like are choosing this choice to pursue your passion and work towards something that you always imagine for yourself, you have to try to stay positive at this time for yourself. So not doing it for anybody else, but doing it for you. So my number one big, big tip on how to stay positive while running your own business is honestly work on your mental health. I think that's one of the biggest things, honestly, like and I'm not talking about like just law of attraction and positivity and being just being optimistic. It takes more than that. You have to work on staying strong mentally every single day. Like you said, I go for walks every morning. That's something that I I started doing a lot more. I've always done it, but I, I do it a lot more now. It's because that's my me time. I would wake up early. I have my hot water with lemon before I leave the house and I'll go for my walk with a coffee and I just listen to a bunch of podcasts and it clears my mind. It starts the day off very well for me. And I sometimes even meditate during my walk. So 
if your mind is weak, like I'm just saying, like it, that's the, one of the biggest things. If your mind is weak, it will really dis- it's easy to discourage yourself. It it will it can really break you. Your mind being weak can be really really break you as a person. So I that's my number one tip to people on how to stay positive is, you know, just focus on your mental health. Focus on you. I'm not talking about like you know doing self care, treat yourself to nails and stuff like that. More so, talk to yourself. Talk, listen to your intu- like your intuition, and stay focused with your internal state of mind. And as business owners, we are our biggest enemy. You probably heard that enough times that you know when something goes bad, we blame ourselves constantly. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> one of the biggest things. Like something goes wrong, us. What are we doing wrong? Why? What is going on? And that's why I say that's like one of my biggest lines that I always tell myself. Like, listen, you are your biggest enemy. You need to stay focused right now. You need to stop being tough on yourself. And believe me, I am tough on myself. <laughs> I am so tough on myself all the time. Too relatable, yeah. We are. And the thing is, we don't we don't like appreciate ourselves enough to like remind ourselves that like, you know, like look at all the accomplishments that you've done for yourself. It's such a big thing. And I think the only reason why we we are so tough on ourselves is because we have this big vision in the end that where you want to be and you constantly think about it right so but i i always look at it in a way that it should never discourage you in a way it should motivate you to get there so always remind yourself like to believe and work hard for it that's it and that's that's like so simple it, it is harder than what it is like you know staying mentally strong it's very hard but you have to do the things that you, will help you in that and for me it's literally waking up and beating my alarm clock and going out for a walk. It helps me so much to get that fresh air. Oh, that's so true. You know, one thing I love that you do is obviously like I'm keeping up with you on social media is that you actually share these posts and your your morning walks on social media. I'm sure not every single time, but it allows people to really get a hold of other people's tips into staying positive and I, in the summer, I I was going for walks in the mornings. Well, I also have a dog, so I have no choice. But I was doing daily morning walks and my mood was so much better. And you know what? Like I'm listening to you and it's so inspiring because I did stop doing that over the last couple of weeks since the weather has gotten colder. And then, you know, I sit there and I'm thinking like, what am I doing? Like not doing this for myself anymore like yeah it was for my dog but at the same time you know I enjoyed getting up super early before I felt like humanity was even getting up I loved yes yeah being up before I felt like anybody else was and I still could be doing that right now it's just obviously it's darker when we wake up but the colors of the leaves I don't know I don't know about you but I'm a lover of fall and like I haven't taken advantage of it this year and I don't know what's happening but honestly like I need to get back in my routine because um, yeah, look at you did now. You just inspired me to go back on my morning walks. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's such a, it's so hard for us right now too, right? Cause we have such a crazy weather change every couple days and weeks. Yeah. So when that's going on right now, it's just like, it, it makes you not want to go for a walk, especially like we live in Canada. So it's cold. When it gets cold, it's very cold. We don't want to get up and we don't want to go for a walk. But honestly, when you get out there, like I did this morning, it's really cold out. I have my boots on. I have my winter jacket out. But the fact that I got to go do something for myself right in the morning, it makes me feel so much better. And 
I encourage you to do that too. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get back into that. Thank you for, I literally just need to write that as a reminder on my phone. Like just get up and go. Yes. Yeah. Just get up and go. And like, I listened to this one podcast where, um, I forgot who said it, but you know, it's that feeling that you beat your alarm cock. So she does this thing where, um, and this is something I've done too, which was funny because I was listening to the podcast. I'm like, wow, this is something I did already. It's such an amazing thing when you first wake up you learn to not press the snooze button like you and believe me i think everyone has done this before you keep pressing that snooze button and it gives you that eight minutes or seven minutes extra minutes of sleep but when you beat that like when you're not able to do that and you actually get up within at least four to five seconds you feel so much better and you own your day when you do that because when you press that snooze button you just gave yourself you gave yourself to talk yourself out to get up, you know, isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> I, I know it's such a mind blowing thing. Um, you, you wake up cause it happens to me too. Like sometimes I wake up and I'm like, I hear that alarm clock and I'm like, okay, press the snooze button. Just give yourself a few more minutes. It's so easy to do that. It just takes one press. Right. Oh yeah. But now I talk myself out of it. I'm like, no, you're not going to control me. I'm going to control you. I'm going to take charge of my day. So I, hear that alarm I get up I get up even if I'm dizzy <laughs> I get up and I'm like okay stretch and now go and it makes I love that yeah and it makes <laughs> such a big difference it makes such a big difference in your mood of the day you know I love how even if you're dizzy that's so true when you get up too fast and you can't even see anything <laughs> oh, happens to me all the time but, but but the fact that I got up I'm like this dizziness will go away <laughs> It will go away. <laughs> It'll say just push past it. <laughs> just push past it. And then it does. Literally in seconds. Oh, that's too good. <laughs> that's a good piece of advice. I, and I realized that I need to start doing it more for myself. Oh, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. And I think it's easy to go in waves too. Like where like you have a really good week and then the next week you just don't. And you know, there might be outside factors, but Again, going back to your piece of advice where you start talking to yourself and pepping yourself up versus talking down on yourself, especially as an entrepreneur, it's, I think that's like so key. And then once you start having those conversations with yourself that like, and then the other thing, it's kind of like why you don't talk to your friends or clients or customers or like the way that you talk to yourself. So as an entrepreneur, like, why are we talking to ourselves and why are we beating ourselves up? when we wouldn't do that to anybody else, like all we want to do is boost people. So why are we talking down on ourselves? So it's such a good point that we need to start having these mental conversations with ourselves that start by simply just beating the alarm clock and going out yes. and going on a walk. I love that. Yeah. It just starts with these small steps, literally the small step out the door, the small step out of the bed and changing just those small things about your routine and I think even the way you talk to yourself is part of a routine too. Like if you get into this routine of constantly being negative towards yourself, but then positive towards everybody else, hey, it starts to show. Maybe not to the outside world, but to yourself. So I love that. That was so good. And it's so true. Like 110%, that is the truth. And with that, I have this wrap up question that kind of leads into this and kind of what we've been talking about, but I feel like it's still worth asking. What's your advice for listeners wanting to pursue a career or business in the lash industry? So for anyone that's listening and wants to pursue this career in the lash industry, 
one of the biggest things um, that's going on right now is that there's so many, there's so much training out there. The lash industry has grown so much in the last couple of years. It's insane. There's so many businesses out there. I highly recommend anybody who is looking towards this career and pursuing it, you must, you must, I highly recommend to always research your trainer in the business. I, I, you know, a lot of people, including myself in the beginning of my career, I always went for cheap training. That was the thing that caught my eye was, okay, I can learn the same thing as another person who's teaching it, but it's cheaper. It's a cheaper training. And, you know, you have to understand that when you're cheap with yourself, your skills get to come out cheap and then you won't learn the correct things. And that's why I say it's so important for any students that are looking to get to get into this business, you have to do your research. You have to make sure that you are in the good hands of your start of your career. I wasn't, I started out, you know, like pursuing on something that was very cheap training. And it obviously led me to having to do more trainings. Now learning never ends. Like even if you're certified in the industry, you should always be learning something new from another company because you know what? You're learning, you're constantly learning something new, which is new techniques and new skills. People teach different things in different ways as well. So I really highly recommend people to always research the trainer and look if, look if it's something, something like what they're doing. Is it something that you want to carry on to your clients? Because we always fall into the cheap hole. And I, I know I've seen people who took trainings and went through it. And it's, it just, it hurts me because I see people offering courses that are classics and volumes in one day. You can learn it in two days. And for me, that's just setting up for failure for the student because I did, that happened to me. I, I learned everything all in one, uh, two days. And for me, I couldn't perfect at the simple basic training, which was classics. Classics is when one, you're applying one lash extension to per lash, per each natural lash. And I couldn't perfect that. And I was jumping into volumes already. So for me, it was very overwhelming as a student to pursuing this career because I had to put a lot in more work, but because I wasn't being trained properly. And you can't perfect both at the same time. I don't recommend that for people out there listening to this. And the reason why is because you're not focusing on one technique first to perfect it in order to move to the next level. Instead, you're cramming everything all in one and it's it's going to hurt you in the end because you you're going to become discouraged of your skills because you're you have this high expectation for yourself, but you're new in the industry. So you have to take your time with that. What a good point. I would have never known that. I would have never known that there are people trying to squeeze in trainings in like one or two days. Like I can't even imagine because I'm kind of that person that prefers to take my sweet old time because <laughs> I'm, I'm a perfectionist, right? So like, yes, me too. Thinking, yeah. So thinking that like, how do you become a perfection? I don't know. Like, how do you become well-trained and adverse in a subject in one to two days. Like nobody goes and becomes certified in something in one to two days. No, there, it's probably about at least a month's long program. So oh yes, that's, oh my gosh, I had no idea that sometimes training for lashes are, are put into one or two days. So I can only imagine how you would feel, especially when you have high expectations on yourself, because as a perfectionist, 
you're thinking you're going to walk out of training and be like, this is it. I am good to go. I'm ready to get all these clients. And then when you walk out and you're thinking, oh my God, I'm still not confident. Like I don't even want to touch anybody's lashes. Yeah, no, it, it took me a long time. And the thing is the trainings are always two days, but a lot of people are running trainings of two different, two different styles or three different styles all in two days. So that's why it's very, it's, it, it hurts me because I was in those shoes, you know, and I went through such a hard time. And that's why this is my biggest advice is that you must do your research on the trainer and understand that this, this industry, it doesn't take a certificate to get you to the level of an expert. It takes a long time. I even, I call myself an expert because it's a motivating term for me. I am, I, I'm not even done training. I, I'm taking a training in January. And just because I know my, I know my skills, I know my work, I know I could bring it to a better level. And training never stops. To me, it never stops. You're always constantly learning. And just because you know how to do it doesn't mean that you're going to get to where you want to be in that skill set, you know? So I think that's such a big thing that a lot of students need to understand that you are starting a whole new career you know, and you should never be cheap on that. It's like you going to school. You're not cheap to go to school an undergraduate degree where you're spending four years in it, but you're going to be cheap at a certificate course where it's going to completely give you that career, your business, that you are your self-employed business on your own. So now that just like puts something big on you, right? Like you have to look at it from that perspective. It's like, whoa, why would you be cheap with yourself for that? And I was in those shoes. So I totally completely understand it. But my mind, I, I started educating myself. So that's why I, I always highly recommend people who are getting into this industry, educate yourself and actually understand where you want to go with this. Is it just for quick cash? Because at that time, it was just quick cash for me for law school. Or is it something that you want to pursue for the rest of your life? Because education never stops. I have five certificates for the same things all lash extensions and it's still going to grow. It's going to grow constantly. That's good though. I love education. Like I'm constantly feeling like, I don't know when I finish school, then I want to go back into school and then I just this constant <laughs> back and forth process. But in the end, like it makes you feel so confident and that goes right back into your mental health. So just investing in yourself allows you to lead the positive lifestyle that you're after whether it's lashes or anything else in general, like just invest in yourself, don't cheap out and take the proper courses, do your research. And that's the best thing that you can possibly do, especially if you're looking to start a business or a career in general. It's huge. It's huge. But that's why you have to stay so focused, right? It, it is a huge step. You should be so proud of yourself that you decided to start this career, but you should never be cheap on it, on yourself. Don't be cheap on yourself. You know, and that's so the biggest thing that a lot of people do is that they're so cheap on themselves, but they're not cheap on other people, you know, like, <laughs> so that's why don't be cheap on yourself because this is going to change your life. You're investing in your life, in your career, in your business. It means a lot to you. So definitely make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Agreed, girl. Preach it to the people in the back. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I just wanted to ask you, are there any future projects that we should keep our eyes open for? Um, so I did have some uh, group trainings uh, happening this year. It was scheduled. 
But um, just because of everything that's happening in the area right now, like the COVID cases are rising and stuff like that, just for my safety and for everybody's safety, I am just currently doing one-on-one trainings right now. So if there's any students out there that would love to get trained with me, I um, reach out to me. Uh, my email is on my Paradise Artistry page on Instagram. Send me an email if you have any questions. Um, just doing trainings right now, one-on-one. Beautiful. And so where can everybody find you online then as that leads into that? (laughs) Yeah. So everyone can find me on Instagram. I'm always on Instagram. I think that's like the best platform out out there right now for me. And it's Paradise Artistry. And then there's a button that gives you like you can email the person or they could even direct message me there if it's more comfortable for them. Amazing. All right, girl. I wanted to thank you so much for coming on with me. I loved this episode so much because I feel like if I learned something, I'm sure there's people out there that are learning so much too. So thank you so much for educating all of us. (laughs) No, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. means a lot to me. And this is my first one. So it was really exciting for me. (laughs) You did an amazing job. You couldn't even tell, honestly. (laughs) Okay, good. Okay, awesome. That's really good. (laughs) Thanks again, girl. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening into Brewing Up Creativity. If you're interested in being on the podcast series, please reach out via email to brewinguncreativity at gmail.com or a direct message on Instagram at brewinguncreativity.